guys, welcome back to another episode of our Poly Unwrapped podcast series. I'm Odilia and I'll be hosting this podcast. So as I was producing today's episode, I realised that, hey, this episode is going to go up in February and it just feels like time has passed so fast. We were just counting down to 2021 a few days ago, then now it's like, oh, we're already halfway through February. And I think a lot has happened for a lot of you out there as well. You have collected your O-level and N-level results and now you even have your posting ready, you know, which polytechnic you're going to be entering. So I think it's a really exciting season of your life now and before poly starts in April, I hope that all of you will be be able to continue to have a good break, uh, really enjoy your time now when you don't have to worry about studies, like you literally don't have to worry about anything because you haven't, you know, entered school and you haven't started school yet. So go and do things that you're interested in, things that you've always wanted to do, but you didn't, you never had the time for. Um, now is the time, you know, go and pursue your, your interests. So in conjunction with Valentine's Day and, you know, this whole month of February, we have two podcast episode that will be coming up for you, which talks about love and relationship. So for today's episode, we have two special guests to share their love story and their love life with us. And finally, you know, we're doing something more lighthearted, no more um, academic CCA, things like that. So we hope that uh, this change will be refreshing. And the next episode that will be uploaded at the end of February, that's where we get our friends to share about singleness in polytechnic. So I, I understand, you know, not everybody is attached, not everybody celebrates Valentine's Day with your significant other. So we also have an episode for singles. So do stay tuned to that. So before we start today's episode, actually I realized that our Google form where we get uh, all of you to write in, to share stories with us, to ask us questions, um, we got another response from another friend. So um, again, that's really exciting. Thank you for writing in to us. Finally, I feel like I have friends already. I'm not just talking to myself on this podcast. This friend who wrote in has a question for us, which we will answer at the end of the podcast. So stay tuned to it. And without further ado, let's just jump right into today's episode. Okay, so with me today, we have Melissa and Gabriel. I'm so glad that, you know, they are able to join us in today's podcast because for once, we're finally not going to be talking about poly school life as in like academics related, CCA related, but we're going to be talking about something juicier, perhaps something that more people may be interested in, which is, you know, dating and romance in poly. So before we even get into the juicy stuff and the story, perhaps uh, Melissa and Gabriel, you can introduce yourself first. Uh, hi, I'm Melissa and uh, I'm a fresh grad from NYP studying uh, business management and uh, I'm currently working part-time at a training company and yeah. Hi, uh, my name is Gabriel. I was from NUS. Um, I was studying electrical engineering. I'm currently working in the um, defense industry for Singapore. Um, yeah, and we have been together for about three years now. E. <laughs> Why E? <laughs> Alright, so Gabriel said that you know you are together for three years already. Maybe you can take us back to when y'all first begin. How do y'all even meet each other and, and how do y'all get together? Tell us the, the story. Uh, we kind of both met on an online dating platform. And three years ago, it was technically when I was in year one in poly. About the end, we met during like the last part of 2017. Oh, wow, that's so long ago, right? It's <laughs> 2021 really. So yeah, um, so we met there. And yeah, at that point, I think I was... Just bored. Bored. <laughs> uh, out of boredom. And mm. I just want to have some fun. Just mm. down, uh, download this app just for fun. And I didn't knew at the time, you know, end up having a boyfriend. <laughs> Three years. And yeah, here we are. 
Melissa, you're saying that you, you were just on the dating app, right? And then you didn't expect to kind of like find true love or anything. You're just having fun. So after, I guess, both of you matched, then what happened next? Who took the first move? What was the development like? I think it wasn't me because I was, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, um, I was... When I was scrolling through, I mean, I was I wasn't on the app for like real dating. I was just like, oh, fine. Now everyone's talking about it. Let's try it out. Yeah. So it's like you know, scrolling, scrolling. Then I matched her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, you know, you know, we'll see, we'll see. Mm-hmm. Then I didn't expect she actually uh, messaged me first. Oh. So I I kind of didn't expect it because you know usually there's always a uh, pressure for the guy to yeah. start first, right? Yeah. yeah. Yes. So she actually started it the first half. Wow, Lisa. Okay, I see. I like it. I want it. And I got it. Yes. <laughs> it's three years. Yeah, you got it. Three years in the making. Alright. So, Melissa, you shared that you weren't actively looking for a relationship, right? You were just there mm-hmm. for fun. So, whoa, what state were you at when you first got to know Gabriel? Were you really just like, oh, you know, just have fun and just take a look? Or were you sort of like looking for a companion? Looking for like attention? I think it's a bit more of the latter because I just got out of a bad breakup mm. and I was like in a very uh, I was after the grieving stage already you know <laughs> after the like, oh, just cry so afterwards all that I'm in the mood of okay I'm, I want to have fun but I don't want anything serious mm. so we kind of just met up just have like you know those casual lunch and dinner those style of stuff mm. and uh, what I think what made me drawn to him is he's very different from like the other guys that I've met so far. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I'm starting to, you know, kind of like this person. And but it's like, no, I don't want anything serious. So I was like, okay, you better tell me, like me or not, and not, you know, stop messing my feelings kind of thing. And mm-hmm. I think we gave each other a break at one point. Yeah. Right, because we were both having exam periods, mm-hmm. you know, in uni and I was in poly. Mm-hmm. And I don't want this to mess up my grades. Mm. Not like it matters, right? But <laughs> I don't want it to mess up my grades anymore. So we took a break. Then after the break's over, we kind of like, okay, we cool. Let's do this. <laughs> right? No, she actually gave me and um because she liked me first, so she um and then she gave me a a, a choice like So she said that oh, if you um didn't like me, then you know then you shouldn't you know, like waste my time that kind of thing mm. so it's um so for me I, at the point I didn't like her yet oh. at the point I really didn't like her yet so um for me it's like at that point I was thinking you know maybe should I give it a shot should I um give it a try because actually this was my first relationship mm. my first relationship with her so um so I, so I wasn't sure but in the end I just said uh, you know what just uh tr- say yes first mm. and then we'll see how it goes yeah. and then on- but honestly that is something that I looking back now that's quite crazy right mm-hmm. you saying yes and stuff but I'm so thankful that somehow we actually we managed to pull through that. yeah okay maybe now we can move on to talk about moments that you were thankful for each other for me, it's um, just throughout the whole three years, I was just very thankful. Because, like I said, I met him during my first year, but like the first semester around there. So around second sem, right? Um, I was going through a really tough time in school uh, in terms of like, I wasn't merging well with my class. So I was like really alone a lot of time. So at least I have someone that uh, helps me throughout the whole thing. And I think he helped me a lot in terms of school. Like, he pushed me a lot. Like, I mean, NUS, right? Straight student, right? Right. No, <laughs> not, not straight A student. <laughs> he's straight B's, my version of straight A's, okay? So he's really good in studies. He's very disciplined. And he helped me to be disciplined in school as well. If not, I don't think I'll... 
I don't think I'll pass poly <laughs> if I did <laughs> Yes, and of course, like, just being there for me throughout ups and downs. Yeah, having that person to share all kinds of things and help to share some of my burdens and I help him with his burdens, so... I think some moments that I was thankful for is... Um, I mean, coming to mind out, there isn't like one specific really moment, but it's all the little things that add up. So like small little stuff that adds up along the way. I mean, if someone does something big for you once, but it takes a very long time and it happens again, you know, that is something that I wouldn't want personally because for me, it's more consistency. Like small little things add up. Like um, there was one each time where uh, I I remember I was sick. Mm. So... um, so what Melissa did was she was in school so what she did was she actually um, during her break from school she actually um, travelled the almost the entire circle line to my house just to give me uh, chicken soup which is what which that was my favourite thing that we had to drink when I'm sick it's um, Campbell chicken noodle soup for some weird reason I don't know yeah I know but it's like that's the thing yeah but no but I really love it like especially when I'm sick I don't know why it just tastes so much better so Stuff like this is like the little small things mm. that slowly um, add up over time that creates a big thing. Uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So small little steps to instead of one big step for me. Tips, tips. Yes. <laughs> Bring your partner chicken soup <laughs> when they're sick. <laughs> Campbell chicken soup specifically. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Polly Parcel. PolyParcel is a project run by a group of poly alumni to help poly students navigate their three years in poly while finding meaning in it. Check us out on Instagram at polyparcelsg to find out more. Thank you for sharing, you know, the, the good times. But I believe that, you know, in every relationship, it will never be perfect. And there will definitely be times where there are struggles, there are arguments, things like that. So how about both of you? What, what are some of the moments where you all struggled through the relationship? For me, I think some stuff when we struggled, um, it's more of the differences in how we resolve our arguments. Mm. So, like, for example, for me, um, when we have an argument, I'm a person that likes to resolve it um, right on the spot, like, right on, right on the day itself. So, like, I don't want to go and... I don't want to, like, sweep it under carpet, kind of thing. just want to solve it right then. Mm. then uh, so, that's uh, for me. But for her, it's like she wants uh, some space to think, some, dis- uh, some distancing first to mm. think about it, mm. and then she'll come back to me at a later time. Uh. And sometimes, um, initially, f- for the first part of our relationship, um, it was hard to... Uh, understand this perspective mm. because you know that real difference in handling arguments mm. and we have a lot of clashes because of this mm. yeah so it's like it's a bit hard mm. initially but after a while you know you start you start to realize how she ha- handles things so to realize that oh, okay she has an argument mm. maybe let's um, give her space let's give her cool down first mm. you know um give myself some time to cool down first because you know when you're you're when you're really in an argument yeah. you always just want to get your point across yes. no matter what and the other party wants to get her point across or his point across no no matter what it is and it's always you're you know due to emotion it, it always clouds your judgment mm-hmm. so you're always not thinking optimally you're not thinking um, 100% um, what you should be thinking at that point of time mm. so it's like the constant clashing in the beginning was something that we struggled with uh, but after a while um, a couple of months maybe as the one year two years went by it actually became better and better and now we solve relationships very easily as because we merge the two styles together yeah. merge the two styles yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean I understand him he understand me now mm.
and uh, I think it took about us a good year to understand. Cause okay, I I know usually a relationship always go through that friendship phase first, right? Yeah. Then uh, hope for the best for the guy get out of the friend zone, right? <laughs> Until <laughs> to the relationship status. Uh, for us is we actually dated one month after meeting online. So we didn't have the friendship phase. Mm-hmm. We just like dive into a relationship. That's, I think that's why we have a lot of um, differences. Mm-hmm. And we, we just didn't, we like each other, but we didn't like know, know each other. Mm-hmm. And I think one thing that helped us a lot is definitely talking, like having deep convo with each other. And yeah, just voicing out and don't give silent treatment. And yeah, you may think I'm very nice, right? You know, giving Campbell soup, right? When he's sick. But I'm those people that if I need space, I'll really want it and I'll actually block him on every social media site. So he can't even contact me. Dude, I need my space. Then like, I think from there, I think he understand now. <laughs> yeah, and the poor thing, right? For him. The, a few times or more. <laughs> Yeah, because initially, like, I wanted to get my point across, yes. so I wanted to like solve that right there. Yeah. So and then she wasn't, um, she don't want to uh, talk right now because you know mm. she's uh, a bit, you know, things are a bit um hot headed. Mm. So, um, yeah. So I tried to uh, call her, text her, but she blocked us. So exactly. Yeah. So after a while, you start to realize that okay, you know what? Let's let's cool down first. Mm. Maybe like one hour, two hours. If not, the next day, cool down first. Mm. After that, we can. Have a, a more civil conversation. Yes, in like the next the heated. next day or something. Yeah, yeah if not, it's not really going to be like heated, which is not yeah. great. Uh, I I don't think it's good for any relationships. Yeah. yeah. Now, but now through all this, right, I'm very good at presenting quote unquote my case, and he's very good at presenting quote unquote his case. <laughs> yeah, he's always finding a middle ground somewhere. Yes, and uh, compromising and like you know understanding each other's limitation and boundaries mm-hmm. and certain things. Yeah. When for Melissa, do you have any struggles, like personal struggles? Um, I think personally for me, it's just uh, when we're in the beginning of the relationship, uh, I was really young. Mm. Uh, in terms of age and also like dating wise, you know, when you're very young, you always think about yourself. <laughs> and it's true, but you know, you think about yourself and you just didn't, not say you didn't care about the other party, but you feel like you put yourself first and tr- because of that, right, I get really hot-headed. I will say things that I didn't really mean that I hurt his feelings. Then it became a bigger thing when it's all about hey, where you want to eat. You know, it's, like, it's really small things, okay? Like, you fight over the smallest things and I think through, like, these three years, I learned, I grew a lot in terms of uh, my patience and listening skills, I guess. And, yeah, just, I'm very, very patient now, right? Right, right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you can't see if I'm nudging him, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yes. So, yeah, so, very, yeah, I'm very patient now, I guess. And I'm very good at listening people. And not only to him, it helps me with my other friends and people around me as well. So yeah, that definitely just one of my struggles, but I definitely grew out of that struggle. So yeah. It's great. It's great that you you turn your struggle into something that you, you learn from and you can apply what you've learned from it to like many aspects of your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that, that's great. Lah. So to, to wrap up, you know, today's episode, is there any advice that both of you want to give to those who are currently dating or you know, for Gabriel, maybe, um, you know, you were single during your poly days, right? So is there any advice that you want to give for single people in, in poly, you know, during their poly days? Um, 
yeah i think one of the biggest advice or one of the biggest life lessons that i've um helped dear to me is um you know when people like for example if i ask you hey what do you look for mm. in in a guy, what do you look for in a girl? Mm-hmm. What what most people say? Oh, he has to have nice personality. <laughs> he has to be kind. Yeah. He has to be sincere. Mm-hmm. He has to be loyal. That kind of thing, right? I think that's what most people say. Yeah. I mean, some will say, yeah, looks, looks, yeah, sure, looks, but personality comes first before looks. But for me, the thing is, number one is the most important mm-hmm. is her values. Mm-hmm. So values comes before personalities. What does she um, value in? So like for me, a big part of my relationship is my faith, my Christianity. Mm. So if she doesn't have those values that I hold dear to me, Mm. she can be the kindest person, sweetest person, funniest person, but our relationship still won't work out in the end. It may be happy initially, but it won't work out in the end. Mm. So values always comes first before anything. Mm. The second, of course, you know, personality. She needs to definitely have a good personality, right? Look for someone who has a good personality, um, funny, quirky, Mm. makes you, yeah, the kind of stuff. Mm. The last one, yeah, you can say looks, definitely. I I feel looks do play a part, but it's, it's only after when the values and the personality comes in. Mm-hmm. So that's that's my advice. Look for someone who has the exact same values as you. And then from there, you can. it's so much easier to build a good foundation on. Build that foundation first. Mm-hmm. Then uh, when you once you discover personality. And then finally, um, you know, looks yeah, are so important, but not the most important. Mm-hmm. So build that foundation first. Mm-hmm. And then from there, your relationship. It, it not say it would be 100% easy mm-hmm. but it's going to be easier mm-hmm. yeah so that, I think that's my advice yeah then for me for those that currently in poly or you just got into poly and you see all oh, your friends are dating someone and let's just say you, you're not dating someone or you're, get, you're just getting to a relationship definitely just do have some like uh, some sense of you know red flag in case like if you think this is not going to happen then don't force it because I personally feel like it's school or where you're at in your moment of life dating's not a priority and I think currently you don't want it to be a distraction to you if you can like be a friends first and hold it out don't be like us I know like well one month they got together but lucky for me I have someone who's a good influence but let's just say you're someone who don't have or you feel like you're very unstable in terms of like you prioritize going out on a date than study then I suggest don't get into it first. And for those that's already in relationship, definitely have a plan in mind of where you want your relationship to go. So I always live by this statement. Um, if you don't date to marry, you're dating for a breakup. And I'll repeat again for those at the back that can't hear. <laughs> if you're not dating to marry, you're dating for a breakup. Yeah, so I definitely want people who, even in poly, you may just say, oh, in a one-year relationship or two-year relationship or even a few months, Always do have a plan that whoever you're dating, you have that intent of marrying that person. Because, yeah, you're really just dating for a breakup. Because, so what, if you're dating for seven years, you end up with a breakup. You just technically kind of wasted seven years. Although you're someone that you really love, but there's nowhere you're going with that relationship. So, have that sense of direction. And for um, guys, don't... Please don't feel too bad. If you don't have a girl, you still have NS. And after NS, you still have a whole life ahead of you. And for girls, um, definitely follow like your sixth sense. I feel like as girls, we have a very strong like gut feeling. If you feel something's not right, this is not going to work out, then just listen to it. And like, like me, uh, I took Gabriel like 
don't waste my time because it's true. Don't waste my time. <laughs> you know, I, I I could be studying and you know finding other people. So if you you know at the moment you don't like it, then don't waste my time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that's yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. I, I feel like I really talked to two Master Shifu, is it? <laughs> Master Ukwe. Master <laughs> Ukwe, yeah. Uh, giving dating and uh, relationship advice. So, um, thank you, Melissa and Gabriel, once again thank for you. joining us today. Pleasure. Yeah, if any of you have any questions relating to relationships or, you know, dating, you can always write to us at bit.ly slash polyunwrapped. And I mean, if you want to direct the question to either Melissa or Gabriel, I, I, I'm guessing that they'll be happy to answer and to give you advice. Yeah. Definitely. yeah. Mm-hmm. And with that, we have come to the end of today's episode. This may be one of uh, my most favorite episodes um, thus far because we're talking about love and it's always so exciting to hear about love stories and um, how couples get together and I think for some of you maybe polytechnic is the first time you can finally get to date you know I have friends that parents don't allow them to date in secondary school and, and it is only until they enter poly that's when they have more freedom they have more liberty they're kind of like transitioning to adulthood and it's just exciting times hopefully today's episode was interesting was insightful for couples and for those who are single maybe you know it's, it's just a nice story time and some good practical tips for all of you for when you guys find a partner remember at the start of the podcast I said that there was someone who wrote in to us a, a friend who actually has a question for us so right now we're going to be answering this question okay so this friend asked for any tips on how to manage um, his or her time well in poly and that includes um, you know academics commitment to CCA etc thank you so much for this question and honestly I think it is a very valid concern because I think in the previous episodes we have also been talking about how poly life seems like it's really a handful you know you get I mean aside from studies you have so many other things you have CCA you have um, projects that you can embark on you can have internships and it feels like wow with so many things to choose from how can I get the best out of the whole experience while making sure that I don't neglect my studies which arguably I would say that your studies is one of the more important parts of poly life it's an educational institution your GPA does matter to a certain extent so I think some tips on how to manage your time well is um, before you enter or maybe when you first enter to really know um, what you want to get out of this whole poly experience. So um, for some of my friends, I know they really just want to get into a good local university. So they just study very, very, very hard um, to make sure that their GPA is good. And I mean, that works for them. Whereas I have other friends who they just come into poly to have a really good time, to have a fun experience. And for them, maybe the GPA is not everything, you know, they are okay with me be sacrificing their GPA a little bit um, but they get like a, a more holistic experience they, they play they have fun at the same time so I think it will be good when you first enter polytechnic to really ask yourself what do you want to get out of these three years of education uh, what are the experiences that you hope to be able to get what are some of the opportunities that you want to try and I think from there you can start planning for you know what you want to join some CCAs that you want to join or some um, exchange trips that you know you may want to take part in and, and things like that so that at least you have an overview um, as to like okay in these three years what do I want to achieve um, aside from my academics what other things can I join can I do 
and I mean, aside from planning and all that, I think it's also important to know yourself. I know it sounds kind of like intimidating, like, hey, I'm only 17, maybe I'm only 19, you know, like, know myself, what, what do you mean by that? So, in a sense, I think it, it is good to know um, how much you can take, how much stress you can take, what is your capacity, how do you operate um, under stress, um, how is your working style with others. I think these are good things to kind of think through before you enter poly, so that, in a sense, when you start working with new people or when you start taking part in these CCAs and these leadership groups and, and things like that, you know your capacity and you know what's the max that you can go so that you don't burn out. And I think as much as yes, it's, it, like everything in poly seems very exciting and you want to join everything, but I think it goes down to being realistic that, okay, how much can you put on your plate uh, while you juggle all your other commitments um, in your life and your academics as well. I have friends who are just smart naturally, like God bless them, they were born with good genes, good brains. So in a sense, they don't really have to spend so much time studying per se. But for me, I, I'm not that, um, in a sense, lucky to have to be born smart. So I actually spend a, a good amount of time on my work trying to make sure that it is to the best of my abilities, making sure that it is well written. And because of that, I would say perhaps I didn't have as much time to go out and play, to go out and, to go and join, you know, other um, CCAs and things like that out there. So I think it, it really boils down to you as a person, how your working style is like and what your capacity is like, how much stress you can take during the semester. Another thing, maybe now it wouldn't be so apparent because of the whole COVID situation, you don't really get to go back to school all the time, you know, every day. But Back when I was in polytechnic, right, um, some days after class, we would go and, um, you know, have a good meal, then we would go KTV, we would, like, sing, we would watch a movie, things like that, we would make spontaneous plans, and I know that sometimes it can be quite tough to reject your friends, especially if it's a group, because you're scared that you'll get left out, you know, FOMO, um, or you're just being peer pressured, and I think this is something very real in polytechnic, because no one likes to get left behind, especially in such a huge institution like poly, where there's so many people, it can be quite scary if you're alone, so... Um, I think another thing about time management is that yes, as much as you, you want to have fun with your friends and, and that's really important. Um, my friends made out a huge part of my poly life but also know when um, you need to reject them or to say no to joining these social gatherings because you have work to do or simply just because you need a break and you need to rest. Um, that's something very important. Yes, speaking of rest, don't overwork yourself. So I think another part about time management is to ensure that you have enough time to rest or so. Um, don't just cram all your work in like like because you want to achieve good grades, but at the same time, you want to have a social life, you want to have CCA and things like that, then you, you compromise on your sleep or on your rest. I think that's a very unwise decision. And I have seen how friends, yeah, they have so much on their plate. Then what's the point? The next day when they come to school, when they come to lecture, then they just fall asleep, you know? They're not paying attention or they fall sick and then they can't come to class. So at the end of the day, it's just a very unhealthy, vicious cycle that will not benefit you at all. I can guarantee that. So as much as, yeah, people don't really talk about like resting well and yeah, I know we are young, you know, we can like stay up late all night, but I, I don't think it's the healthiest, nah, especially if you want to, if you're looking at long term, you really want to max up your time in poly, you want to max up all the experiences and what you can get out of poly. I think it's very important to take good care of yourself and give yourself enough time to rest. So hopefully these tips on how to manage your time, you'll find them useful and I wish you all the best as you embark your polytechnic journey and I hope that you will have a great time in poly. And with that, we've come to the end of our episode today. Thank you so much for tuning in and for writing, um, submitting your questions and your stories with us. It has really been a very enjoyable time reading and answering these questions. 
So stay tuned to the episode that will be coming out in February, which we'll be talking about singleness. And if you have any questions regarding singleness, anything you are curious about or any tips you need, write in to us and we'll get to it. With that, take care, stay safe and happy Valentine's Day to all of you out there. Goodbye. Goodbye.